0: It is not about the big mountain that we see in front of us and like, oh my God, how am I going to ever, ever get there? It's too big. No, it's about, okay, this is the mountain I want to get to, but I'm right now here, and what is the next step that I can take to get up that mountain? And just doing that, and every day you take another step until you get there. You You only have to worry about today's step, not about what is at the top of the mountain. You'll get there.
1: This is Debbie, and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Off Beat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our 9 to 5. On this week's episode, I speak with Manu Hexfor, who is a certified professional coach working with individuals and groups from all over the world. As a certified coach, she runs her business while she travels across the globe with periods in between of staying at home in Beirut, Lebanon. Combining her work and life experience, Manu became a professional traveling coach who supports internationals, nomads, and expats to be powerful, authentic leaders with a happy and fulfilling family life. Listen on to find out how Manu travels the globe as a professional coach. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm here with Manu. Hey Manu, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me here with you today. I'm so excited to have you here. So before we get to all the incredible tips that you're going to give us, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life?
0: Yes. Okay. So about me in relation to the offbeat life, I think throughout my life, I always knew and felt that um, my life would be around travel and work combined, ideally. But it never really manifested, although I did move at one point from my home country, the Netherlands, to Lebanon when I met my husband. And I moved here 11 years ago. And then I worked here um, in the humanitarian emergency response. And then one day I said, listen, Minou, if you want to change your life um, and create the life that you really want, and I guess like so many other uh, nomads that might also be listening, That moment where you feel like, okay, if I want to create this, I'm going to have to make some changes. So I quit my job and uh, gave myself one year to figure out what it is that I want, what I'm really passionate about, and what I need to do and want to do to actually create that lifestyle. So for me, that was really the the starting point uh, three years ago of, of flipping it all around. And in that year, I took two decisions. One was finally publishing my book. And the second was that I wanted to become a life coach, a life and leadership coach, because my passion is really with bringing the best out of people. And I realized that's what I want to be doing. And I want to create a work environment for myself that allows me to travel and take my work with me everywhere I Um, I go. So that's what I started doing. And actually in no time, that just started running the way it does. And now since two and a half years, my husband and I, we travel a lot. Sometimes I travel alone, take my work with me. And I feel really uh, this is exactly where
1: I should be and know what my life is all about. It's incredible that you were able to take that year off. And that must have been... Pretty interesting. What was it like taking time off for yourself and actually listening to what your wants and needs are? How did that whole process go? Um,
0: that's an interesting
1: question. I think it started with
0: being so extremely overwhelmed at work that I didn't know anymore for who I was doing what. It was just running, but not necessarily <laughs> you know, figuring out why I was even running. So that was the starting point. And the reason I took that year off is because I had so much stress in my system that I realized I need first to disconnect from that stress before I do something else. Because otherwise I'll just keep running. So what I did is I I obliged myself for four months to do nothing. Absolutely nothing. I wake up every morning without a plan, without anything that needs to be done and just unwind, unwind. And in the beginning that was... Very difficult. I would wake up at six, seven o'clock in the morning and just go like, okay, so what are we going to do? You know, like, <laughs> let's go. But there was nothing to go. So that that was um, a bit of a struggle in the beginning. But after a few weeks, I realized how much that was a sign of how needed it was to step out of that. You know, I have to go adrenaline kind of modus. So that, after that period of four months, I felt like I have a clear mind. I have a calm body. And um, what's next? And, and then I really realized how powerful it was to give myself that time because then I finally could tab in with like, okay, so now what's next? Um, from a calm, quiet place. And I realized what I really want to do, the first thing, is, is write that poetry book that I, that I wanted to write for such a long time. So I just did that. I gave myself the time and the space to write, to cry, to experience what I was writing, to revisit what I already wrote in the past and, and to really reconnect with those emotions that were living in me and that really wanted to come out. So that's what I did. And that was a beautiful, uh, beautiful journey until I felt like, okay, that's that's ready and done. And then what's next? And then with that same calm and that same space inside of myself I I started a journey of researching like okay how can I best do what I do best Uh, which is really working with people and getting them to be the best version of themselves and then after some research I realized that's that's my journey is going to be through becoming a certified coach and and that's what I did so having that year for myself I realized I was incredibly lucky that I had the freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. But if anybody who feels overwhelmed and stressed has the luxury to do that, it's an incredible experience of allowing yourself to really, really reconnect with what is important and what it's really all about outside that stress box.
1: We are often really bombarded with so many things in our life and we think that being busy is good for us and constantly filling up our calendar with to-do lists and going to places and doing all of these things and we think that it's making us more productive. In a way, in a lot of ways, it really doesn't because it distracts us from what we really need to do with our life. And I think we underestimate the beauty of quiet and not doing anything (laughs) because we (laughs) absolutely because we automatically think that if we're not doing something we're lazy or if we're resting or we give our time to take a nap sometimes. Like we think we are doing something wrong and we feel guilty about resting our body. And I'm not saying that you should do this every day, all day, and not just do anything, but like what you did, Manu, is To listen to your body, you were stressed out. You did a lot of work for so many years. And sometimes, like, our body really needs that. And for us to really get to a point where we are happy, we need to rest and listen to to ourselves.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what you said about doing things. Why do we do that? Because we feel that we achieve something when we're busy, when we're doing things, but half of the time we're just working down you know, a task list, list or a to-do list with things that we're trying to get out of the way so we can get to what we think is really important without realizing that the only thing we're doing is just adding stuff to the list <laughs> and <laughs> creating a longer list. <laughs> but actually, coming from that crisis management, right? Like, oh, there's so much to do. Instead of, you know what? What if I just stop doing all that and really focus on what is, what is really important to me? Yes, absolutely. You know, you reminded me of, um, of something nice when you said about being stressed all the time. The first decision I took when I started my own business is every morning I get stressed when I know I have to get up early and do things. I am not an early an early <laughs> bird. I don't mind working until ten o'clock in the evening, eleven o'clock, but I hate waking up feeling I have to move because things needs to be need to be done. So the first decision I took was I do not work in the early morning, and I have breakfast in bed, and I have no clients before eleven o'clock, and. Instead of, you know, trying to put myself in that box of I have to get up early and I have to get stuff done. No, I don't. I do what I want. So I have breakfast in bed every morning and coffee in bed. And around 10 o'clock I get up and my day starts. And that just works perfectly because I have no more stress to start with.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, we often see this online or on television on social media where people tell you you have to be really productive very early in the morning or else you're going to start your day. And it's not right. And I'm the same way. So for me, I actually wake up early, but I don't like to do any work. Usually I like to do exactly. things that are fun for me, like things that will make me relieve the stress. Because like you said, when we Absolutely. used to work in our nine to five, when we woke up, we were already stressed out. And like you, I didn't yes. want to do that same thing. So now I'm actually here in Florida. So the first thing that I do in the morning is I do a workout and then I go to the pool. Beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. But that's what it is. (laughs) That is exactly what it is because we
0: are so conditioned by how it should be or what we believe we should be doing to have a productive day. The only thing that we truly need to do
1: is figure out what works for us and then do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the only thing. Yeah, and I, you know, there's definitely a lot of people who need to get that work done first thing in the morning and it works really well for them. And I think that's excellent.
0: Perfect, and that's great. Absolutely. But for people
1: like us, like I feel like I need to not be stressed out in the morning. And if I do have things to do, I put it off like you after a certain time. And then... Yes, and also, like even as an early riser, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to work the first thing after I get up. Like that's not what I want to (laughs) do.
0: But it's great that you that you actually that you honor that in yourself and go for that. And you know, for people who are who are fine and love getting up at five or six or whatever time they want to get up and start working, that's great too, as long as it serves them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the most important part that it serves your happiness, your productivity, and just how you like life to be for yourself.
1: And that's really the whole point of doing this. Being able to work for yourself is doing things that you want to do. You know, you wanted to get out of the 9 to 5 or working for other people because you were doing what other people were doing. You don't want to do the same thing. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know,
0: my 9 to 5 became (laughs) almost a twenty-four-seven. So...
1: (laughs) That, that was also not a, like, yeah, a sustainable solution. That's so true. <laughs> and it's also something that we don't really understand until we get to this point that you work really hard, especially in the beginning of your business. And... You don't have constant yes. paycheck. You don't have a boss that's constantly reminding you what to do next. Everything it's, is on your shoulders. And absolutely. when you're beginning yep. that, it's a lot more stressful. So you really have to figure out what's going to relieve that stress.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, which is ironic sometimes in a way, right? Because the stress is oftentimes also why we step out of that nine to five, And then we start our own businesses and we have all that stuff to deal with and all these realities that suddenly we have to do by ourselves, who is holding us accountable, you know, and how do you do, how do you set up a business from administration stuff to, you know, marketing and sales, everything. So you're, you're right, especially in the beginning that comes with a lot of stress and, and finding ways of relieving that stress and, and. Preventing that we're going to do going to do what we were actually trying to get away from. Yeah, that's that's sometimes a great challenge. <laughs> but maybe that's also where the opportunity is, right? Absolutely. To learn, to learn that and lesson. that's
1: really gonna make or break you is from all of the different things that you're learning from from your work and from your business. So, Manu, once you started your business and once you finally focused on what you wanted with your life and with yourself. What was it like? What was it like creating this business? What was something that you didn't realize that it entailed because we talked about stress and there's a lot of things that happens yes. when you're starting your business and also when you're doing this as a nomad and you're constantly traveling.
0: Oh, my gosh. I think what i didn 't anticipate is how, and I've, maybe this is very recognizable for a lot of people how uncomfortable I would feel with sales because it 's not in my nature, I think it, uh, in the beginning, I really had the feeling like you know I have to sell something of myself and now I have to like put a value to that that question of like am I, is, am I worth it? am I good enough to sell something so in the beginning there w- there was um. Uh, a challenge, also because I'm, you know, I'm not a salesperson. I wouldn't see myself as a salesperson. So that was a big, uh, a big challenge for me in the beginning. Until I realized that this was not about sales. This was about making a genuine human connection with people. And if that would lead to a win-win situation or a win-win perspective for two people coming together, then we have a working ground. And once I started looking. At what I had to offer from that perspective, it massively changed my engagement with my potential clients.
1: It's funny because we often look at salespeople and we think, oh God, that's that's just so skeevy, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. want to be you. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do this. Like, especially, but you know, those are the people that are bad salespeople because you know that they're trying to sell something. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, it's, it's not about selling; it's about building relations. And um, you know, once you build that relation, and people feel that what what they are growing from in that relationship, then there is a basis to work together. And I think that's the most important part. And if that then doesn't materialize, then that's fine too, because then then the win win concept wasn't there. And if you have trust in that and you you live by that
1: way of connecting with people, the whole sales perspective becomes completely different. Absolutely. And if you think about it, When you are trying to have someone purchase a service or a product, it has to be a win-win for everybody. So they have to not only see the value that it's getting you as a salesperson, quote unquote, but also for them. So they need to have something that will fulfill their needs and their wants in order for them to actually do that. And they're helping or you're helping them fulfill those needs. So like you said, it's... Becomes a relationship, and when you are fulfilling their needs, then everyone wins.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that's that's the whole point of it. That that you have uh, that you offer something that people connect with, and that for them makes sense in their lives, and therefore they want to connect with that, and then indeed you have that win-win situation. Because who wants to uh, you? For me as well, I wouldn't want to work with people. Who don't see the value in what I do. So it's, it's, it's about those two people meeting together or more than one or more than two meeting together and actually bringing that win-win situation up and, uh, and moving it from there. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Now, Manu, you talked about taking the year off and now you have this business. You're a life coach. How were you able to create income from the start of your business and how do you continue to create income today and also how were you able to take that year off give us your tips girl (laughs) (laughs) oh let's
0: see so uh, first of all how to create that year off I think how to create that year off you know I, I strongly believe that everything you do starts with an intention Nothing, nothing will change if you do not change it. So if you want to have that year off, vision and vision for yourself what that year looks like, even if you don't know exactly what you're going to be doing in that year. But if you want to have that take, take that year off, make a plan of how you are going to provide for the resources and whatever it takes that you need to actually take that year off and then start from the beginning you know because we want oftentimes we want so many things in our lives to change and we talk about it oh i wish this would change oh i wish this was different oh i wish whatever but the only way anything will manifest is actually by taking the first step and knowing where you are going and taking the next step and the next step so i think that is that is a crucial aspect of creating anything and you know, for me at the time uh, I had the luxury, the financial luxury to to take that year off. But still, if I wouldn't have made it happen, it wouldn't have happened. And and I think, you know, I could have stayed in the job where I was for God knows how long, but it took it took the change in me to come to the point like, okay, this is the moment. Now I'm gonna step out of it and take that year. So if you don't have the financial resources to do that but you do want to take that year or those six months eh? It doesn't have to be a year it can be any time that you feel that you would want to to take for yourself then define what you need to create it and start creating it
1: yeah I think we also underestimate ourselves and what we're capable of and even like you said just doing little things to get to the point where we want to be because we often think that we have to do everything all at once. And there's a timeline and, you know, again, it's that busyness. Like we, we need to constantly be doing something. And even just one little thing every day, it really accumulates to something bigger and you never know what you're going to be able to achieve. Even if it's just saving a little bit of your paycheck every month or every week or absolutely
0: absolutely and that is it you know it is it is not about the big mountain that we see in front of us and like oh my god how, how am i going to ever ever get there it's too big no it's about okay this is the mountain i want to get to but i'm right now here and what is the next step that i can take to get up that mountain and just doing that and every day you take another step until you get there you know you only have to worry about today's step not about what is at the top of the mountain you'll
1: get there as long as you keep going. Absolutely. And it's funny, sometimes I I look at my friends who are really successful in their industry and I'm like, "Oh my god, how do I get to that point?" And then I realize that they've been doing it for like 10 years and I'm like, "Wow." It took a long time for them yes. to get to where they are now and to reap the benefits that their hard work Absolutely. led them. And I think we often yes. just see what's in front of us and we don't see all the struggle that people go through to get to where they are. So we definitely underestimate that as well.
0: Yeah, I believe so too. And I think this whole this whole culture of, you know, and especially, of course, with social media, where we always see you know, all of the shiny polished pictures and the fantastic quotes, and, and, but we don't see the pain and the, <laughs> and the struggle and the growth process, the inner growth process that people have to go through with themselves to actually get where they are. You don't put it on your Instagram account. You don't put it on your Facebook. Like, today I'm really pulling my hair out of my head because I'm frustrated with myself and I'm such an asshole. No, you don't do that, right? We say on Instagram, we say, oh, it was such a shiny day on the beach with the palm trees. And like, yeah, okay. But there's there's work and there's sweat and there's fine-tuning and there's there's... Change. There's so much behind behind being successful. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Yeah,
1: and usually it's more struggles than wins that happens in the background. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. The, the, the eventual beautiful Instagram picture or the beautiful whatever it is that we achieve, that's that's the end of a certain trajectory that we go with ourselves. But there's a lot of that of, of stuff in front of that. Before absolutely.
1: That. So now... How were you able to create income w- with your business from the start? And how do you continue to do that today?
0: Initially, how it actually started is that my previous professional network was for me the, the starting point for reaching out with my business. Uh, I used to work in, uh, for a humanitarian organization that worked with children affected by war. And here in Lebanon, I was responsible for the development of the country program. The content of it so I worked a lot with international non-governmental organizations with UN organizations different ones so initially that's really where I started reaching out and and you know um, letting people know what I'm doing now after I I, I stopped my my uh, quit my job with that other organization so people on, who were already on my radar and on whose radar I was started reaching out to me like hey i, I I heard you're doing this now. I would love to connect with you also because they know, they are aware that I know the sector. I have been in a managerial position in the sector. I understand the work. I understand the challenges. So I initially, my my business is built around internationals, expats and nomads, and my network had a lot of those people in it. So, and I think, you know, it's interesting because I think often when we start something for ourselves, we kind of feel awkward about ourselves. We feel weird about ourselves. Like, what are my friends going to say? And my family and all those people that, what they are going to think? Oh my God, what is she doing? We have a lot of thoughts about ourselves when we just start something new. And I realized from the beginning, we knew if that's what you're going to be doing and then avoiding the vast network that you have, just because you're afraid what they might think, you're going to miss out on a lot. So I decided from the beginning, I'm not going to make that mistake. <laughs> I don't care how crazy people think I am or what the hell am I saying? Even sometimes I don't know what I'm saying myself, but I'm going to put myself out there. This is what I do and I believe in what I stand for and in a I believe in the power of change. And that's what I'm going to be all about. And it worked. It worked. I, I I've put it out in my network, uh, also my personal network, and it just started rolling. I feel like I've been on a wave actually for, for two years. And it's just, I've been lucky that I didn't have to go like in that diehard uh, sales modus uh, that we talked about earlier. But it was really about connecting with people from an authentic place, from a real place, what I'm all about and connecting from there with other people. And that's really where my clients mm. come from.
1: So let's fast forward to 50 years from now, and you're looking back at your life. Yes. What legacy would you like to leave? And what do you want to be remembered for?
0: It is so funny you asked me that question, because I was asking myself that question before I <laughs> talked with you. <laughs> and why? Because I addressed the question with the people that I work with, you know, because eventually what is what is this life about you know this life is about that moment when we are 80 years old or 90 years old or maybe even older that would be great and and we think we look back and we say you know what I did it all everything I was passionate about everything I wanted to create what I wanted to connect with what I wanted to experience is actually part of became part of my life versus looking back and say oh man I wish I did things differently and so for me, 50 years from now, I'm not sure what it would look like. But I do, I do believe that, that, that I will look back and think I did what I wanted to create in this life. And I think the legacy or what I, maybe not a legacy, because that's a big word. If people would think back of me, you know, I, I would love people to think back of me the time that, that I connected in my life with new was a time that mattered. It was a time of change and not change, you know, I'm going to stop doing this or start doing this, but real sustainable change in the lives of people in connecting with who they truly are and what they want to be and create what they want to create in life. And I really hope that that is what I will contribute, continue to contribute to for people, be that on the professional development level or be that on their personal lives or both that people really think back as as their time with me as a a time of sustainable and real change in their lives the way i have done that in my life i think and i really want to give that to other people as well. Yeah.
1: And it's great that you are a coach, a life coach because that's what you're trying to give every day when you do your work. So it definitely correlates with everything that yes. you're doing. So, can you tell us what you're working on currently that is really exciting to you?
0: Oh, that's a, that's an exciting question actually. So, that's a great question because actually I'm launching a brand new inner circle mastermind uh, later this year to really delve deeper in particular into uh, self-leadership and organizational leadership, be it it for entrepreneurs or uh, managers in an organization, uh, business owners. So that's actually still a bit of a secret. So it's the first (laughs) time I'm talking about that, which is great. But that will really focus on taking self and others' leadership uh, to the next level and really looking at how we can create sustainable change in our behaviors and in the effectiveness of what we do in life. So, so that's, that's the new thing I'm working on, and that's coming, uh, coming in the last part of 2019. Yes, very exciting. Anything that has to do with communication, networking, emotional intelligence, a lot, a lot, a lot of things
1: are coming. That is really exciting. And also, I'm really excited to do the extended interview with you as well, Manu, because you're going to tell us how someone can also become a certified coach, which is really exciting because I know a lot of people are interested in that. Manu, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you?
0: Uh, they can find me on my website Uh, my website is minuhexpor.com. so there you can really find more about the life and leadership coaching that I provide team coaching group work and anything you want to know about me in relation to my work and you can also find me on instagram at uh, the.nomad.coach so the nomad coach uh, where you can actually see a combination of my life and my work because I think the two come very much together (laughs) (laughs) and then also on facebook i have a group called global nomads where people come together just to be supportive for one another and, and connect
1: perfect thank you so much for joining us today i really appreciate all of the tips that you gave us
0: thank you very much for for having me in your in your program and it was really wonderful having a conversation with you
1: i hope you enjoyed this interview with manu Make sure to visit TheOffBeatLife.com, again that's TheOffBeatLife.com, to get the extended interview with Manu where she shares how to become a certified coach. Hey Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at the OB Life, or send me a message at hello at TheOffBeatLife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.